Hey guys, Coach Ben here, and you are listening to Lunchcast. We got a great episode for you today. I'm really pumped about this one. We're talking about um, sources of knowledge for a lifter, places you can reach out to, experiences you can have that will, you know, further you along in your knowledge base, help you learn quicker, help you learn more, uh, just be a more effective lifter. Um, it's something I'm really amped about. I got a lot of good stuff I want to touch on with you today, things you may not have thought about uh, as sources of knowledge and ways to get better. But uh, first off, that was a little bit of recent news. You see what happened uh, to Pioneer Fitness? Oh, yeah. I heard he uh, lost his Instagram name. Yeah, some guy in Turkey. Had to make a new one. Hacked it. I don't know how that happens. I, I got nothing. How do you let someone hack your account? He, he was supposed to get verified by Instagram, but in the process, apparently, he just probably gave away his info. That stuff freaks me out. I'm always, because they got up to like 80,000 followers. Yeah. That stuff always freaks me out, because you don't know when the hell you're going to lose your account. Things like getting flagged. And it, I, I never happened, but if someone flagged you. Apparently, Instagram customer support's terrible. Is it? Yeah, it's like an email response. Can't even call anybody. It's not the first time I've seen someone lose their Instagram yeah. like that. You know you got it back, though. Yeah, and they made a separate account, so you know it all ended up working out. But yep. that stuff really freaks me out. Yeah, I can just imagine you have a hundred thousand followers and you just get hacked or something dumb. Yeah, that's a week of struggle. That's a lot of people yeah. missing, but they gained it back pretty quick. I know that's definitely a company. I saw them. I remember a few years back they made a custom belt for Kevin Oak, and he I think he was sponsored by them for a little bit of time. They actually had knee wraps and stuff out. And, um, I don't know, is the, what's the, the Lily Bridge ones now? That's Pioneers, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. I know Larry's is Pioneer. So they make the wraps. Oh, the wraps. I actually don't know about that. Because the but new Lily Bridge ones, I think, with the U.S. flag, that's all Pioneer. But I remember they gave a custom belt, Kevin Oak. I think he was sponsored by them. That was before anyone knew about Larry. And, uh, I thought that was a pretty badass belt. It was all customized. Never seen anything like that. And I remember looking them up, and they really took off since then. It was like two, three years ago now. But the stuff they make is really awesome. So definitely check them out. They, uh, and I think the price is definitely fair for what you're getting. It's you get definitely fair. It's, all kinds yeah. of customization involved. Uh, you can make some really cool stuff. And I'm still trying to get my hands on a bench belt with the Big Benches logo. I think that would be badass. And I don't know about you, I'm definitely, I'm not a single prong guy, I'm a double prong guy. I'm old school as it gets. My next one, I just want to go lever. See, the thing with the lever is now I feel like you're squatting an extra two pounds because the freaking <laughs> lever itself weighs two pounds. And the one thing I hate about lever belts, because I had one, is you move over the lever. First off, just the adjustment alone sucks because you got to constantly adjust if you're <laughs> fat, not fat. But then when you put that lever in, it, it moves the belt, and that shit just pinches your fat hard. Because <laughs> it's, for some reason, like, the part that's moving is, like, underneath. So you got that top-moving layer, the underneath layer, and if you got fat there, it's just... It's got a right pinch there, right there. Huge pinch of fat, and it hurts every single time. And especially if someone does the lever for you, you just made your fat pinch. Man, I, I gotta tell you, though, I, uh, I went double prong for my last belt. I'll never do that again. What did you not like about the double prong? The fact that there's two of them. The fact that I have to... It's super easy. You just move it up and move it down and it pops right out on you. Or you can just get a single prong and just be fine. 
this I feel like either one's gonna lock in. Yeah, either way, either way's fine. Either way's good, but just I guess like ease of use, ease single. of use, single problems. Just I'm old school. Sometimes you crank that double prong tight and you get one out, and then you're just like stuck trying to like wiggle it out on that last one. Yeah. So you give me a lat pull down bar, easy curl bar, I'm good. I'm First world school. problems. It is. It is I'm what it old is. School. All right, so we're talking, uh, you know, knowledge sources for a lift of today, and what was that? Something broke. We uh, we were here banging. We had a major raccoon in the backyard uh, not too long ago. We were out here, we were training, and we are chilling out by the fire at night, usually our typical routine. We train at the HQ. We're out there hanging out. Um, and just this big-ass raccoon pops out of the, the bushes, and somehow, I don't know how the hell it did this, but it got under the fence I don't know nothing about raccoons. I just know they keep getting into my trash cans. But uh, that was a big, big mother effer. And he was out there. He's giving us a stare down. We saw him in the corner of the yard. Guys just staring at us. I thought we were going to have a showdown for a second. <laughs> but luckily it scurried off before I got involved. But they didn't want none of me. Um, so first thing I want to touch on, probably the biggest way that I've learned as a lifter and grown as a lifter, is by doing shit. All right, and what I mean by doing shit is having experiences such as internships, um, training with other groups of people, um, attending clinics, those types of things. Uh, getting out and just doing stuff and learning from other people. Probably the biggest way that I've learned. Uh, I don't know, you know, I, you might have been in school when they did that whole uh, learning styles thing. You ever go through that? Where you're no, like auditory not... or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, visual, I'm, auditory, like technical. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. always a learn by doing dude. I learned that early. I have to do stuff because I'm not very smart <laughs> in terms of reading and applying. I'd have to read a book like five times before I actually understand what I actually read uh, or remember it because my memory's horrible. You know that. So I have to do stuff because then I actually remember what the hell happened. So anytime I've learned anything good, and especially I remember interning um, at the gym, just all those intern experiences I had, I'd always take away something because um, I was doing stuff. In terms of coaching, I'd learn. In terms of lifting, I learned a lot. And that's really how I got introduced uh, to powerlifting, intern at the powerlifting gym. Um, and learning from all those guys, it's, it, that was a really big experience for me. So that's probably the biggest thing for me is, is those types of experiences, internships, traveling, like I said, to train. Just went down, we did the podcast with uh, Rich Putnam, and uh, that was a great learning experience for me. I tried on a bunch of different shirts, and... You know, who else would have all that equipment that I could go and try? I had to go out there and get it. I I can't go and buy every piece of equipment. Kind of like we got a guy that comes here and trains, and he's he didn't know what shirt he wanted, so he literally bought like five or six shirts. And you know, I I you know I don't have that luxury just going out and buying a bunch of shirts. Nor do I want to, because now I have to deal with getting rid of them after. But um, uh, you know, getting out there training, trying a bunch of shirts was really really big um so i encourage everyone if you haven't just seek out those opportunities usually i, I tell everyone too if you try aspiring to be a you know, strength coach and whatnot just do everything you can um i first interned at gaggling on strength powerless and gym uh throughout a summer 
that was one of my first internships. And then from there, I just kept reaching out. And it, even if it's not, quote-unquote, internship, most coaches are going to let you hang out there and just kind of see what they're doing. Um, you know, no no cost to you. Just You're just showing up. Um, I've had experiences where I do very little. I do literally nothing but watch. Uh, Springfield College, I just watched the football team. I just went for that one specific practice time um, or that lifting time, and uh, I would just watch. And most coaches are real open to that. You just don't get in the way or, you know, interfere in any way. You're just helping out. Um, don't be afraid to shoot someone an email. Yeah, that's simple as that. I don't know. How did you, you come across? Because you interned as well. I just shot him an email. What, you Google and just found yeah, just some stuff? Yeah, had a free, you know, semester. You know, figured, why not? Yeah, so, I mean, that starts with a Google search, guys. And, you know, it depends what you want to do. If you want to be a really good lifter, <clears throat> seek out opportunities at powerlifting gyms. Even if there isn't an internship opportunity, it doesn't hurt to email them and just be like, hey, can I just see what's going on, observe lifting times or whatever. And you, you gain a lot out of that. Then most people are a lot more friendly. They're a lot more open than you'd think they would be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know if I had, you know, a facility and someone wanted to come in and watch, I'd be like, hell yeah, maybe you can mop the floor or something. Yeah, exactly, why not? <laughs> you know, what can, I, what can I have them do, you know, for, for that time? But um, you know, even if I didn't have a quote-unquote internship opportunity that actually offers, like, college credits or anything, um, hell yeah, I'd be more than open to having someone come in and just – help out and watch so you know it doesn't have to, you don't have to be scared about you know if they turn you down what the hell yeah you, know? you, you weren't going to go there anyway That's, yeah you know. so if you get turned down what the hell i remember one specific interview i had it was a phone interview freaking hate phone interviews oh, they're, they're pretty bad they're the worse it's like I, I hate phones in general i rarely pick up the phone so if any of you guys are trying to get a hold of me um usually phone is not a good way to go um I'd rather just meet you in person, really, honestly. just I hate phone interviews. I'd rather just go there. I don't care how long I had to drive. But um, I had this phone interview with this guy, and um, I was nervous as hell. I was just kind of getting into the coaching realm. And this opportunity was out in Rhode Island. And um, I just remember that phone interview did not go well at all. Um, he was asking me all these. He was really good with his with his questions. You see, he's really trying to narrow down the field, and um, you know, I I had I thought I had some good responses. I don't think he was really into it. Uh, but then at the end, he he, he brought something up, uh, kind of like you know what we're talking about right now. Where you you know what's your resources? What what do you learn from or something of that along those lines? And I brought up how I attended the. Um, you know, now we're speaking about you know attending clinics and stuff. How I attended the Perform Better seminar out in Boston. He was actually there. Um, I don't know how many people were there that day, but a good amount. And he was actually in attendance. Uh, I didn't know who he was at the time. You know, we ended up on this phone interview after, but um, he was really amped about that because you know just knowing that I was someone that went out to those types of events, I think kind of like raised me above. And then he was like sold after that. We had a great conversation, but you know that's all it took. Um, but for a lot of people, like their learning ends when their schooling ends. So I feel like if you go take the extra step, go to seminars, put yourself out there, that just reflects so much better on you. Yeah. A lot of people don't, and you would ask me about books too. Uh, we'll get to that, but 
like what kind of books am I reading, what kind of people am I following, um, all really important stuff, uh, especially, you know, in the coaching realm, <clears throat> but, you know, even think of that along the lines of if you want to be a great lifter, who are you following that is great lifters, um, reaching out to them, you know, that brings up another topic I wanted to get into is just in social media, we have so much access to uh, lifters in general, um, you could just easily send someone a personal message or whatever, or DM them in the Instagram. Slide into them. Yeah, and uh, you reach out to all these guys, which I've done numerous times and kind of make those connections, and you learn a lot just from messaging some people back and forth. So that's another great one, especially with the opportunities we have nowadays, um, you know, with the snap face too, I guess. I don't use snap face, but um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you can email someone. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of people. Everyone's follow. accessible now. Yeah, everyone's accessible. Uh, very easy to, uh, you know, just shoot them a message. And if they don't respond, they don't respond. But, you know, if you can learn just one thing, one takeaway, even if you're just watching them for the most part, you know, great opportunity to learn. Uh, so definitely reach out, too, through social media channels. Uh, so, like, if I wanted to follow a well-known coach, Martin Rooney, someone I follow, uh, he amps you up. That guy is great at just amping up a crowd. Uh, probably the biggest, their best, um, definitely the best presentation that I've seen when I went to the Perform uh, Better seminar. Just how amped up I was afterwards. Great presentation. Um, he's just a guy I like to follow because I just get amped up about what I'm doing after listening to him. Uh, so following a guy like that, or if you're into a lifter like Larry, um, don't be afraid to reach out. You know, I remember Vinny DiZenzo came down for a seminar, and um, I think someone brought up a comment. He, he said uh, how he's, like, nervous to message some of those guys. You know, he's like, don't be nervous. Everyone's very accessible, and we look forward to hearing from you. So why not just send your message in? It's like back in the old days when you want to talk to that big guy at the gym because you know he knows better than yeah, you. Yeah, but you're like nervous as shit. Yeah, because you're a tiny guy first day in the gym. Yeah. Yeah, I love anytime someone messages me, I encourage you all, reach out and message me. Uh, I love hearing from everyone. And, you know, some people think because they're just benching 135 that they don't want to, like, talk to me or something. Like, I, I, some guy just posted, uh, everyone always brings this up. You know, can I rock a big bench shirt? I'm only benching like 95 pounds. It doesn't matter how much you bench. You know, you all started somewhere. I started with an empty bar. Had to work my way through that. You can always rock the shirt, guys. I, I would even argue that just in the beginning to learn like everything, it just saves you so much time later down the road. Like yeah. you, you don't have like a bad pattern to like unlearn and have to relearn a good pattern. Yeah, especially when you're starting out, that's the time to reach out because you haven't developed a bunch of shit yet. Yeah. You know, I've had some people that wanted to uh, wait till, you know, like, quote unquote, get a little stronger to contact me or work with me or whatever. And I'm like, right now is prime time. You got to jump on it now because you're only going to get shitty. <laughs> you know? So if you're not getting, you know, I'm not saying he was shitty, but, um, you know, likelihood, if you're not receiving any coaching, you're probably letting some bad habits creep in. And early, the earlier you can get on it, guys, I don't care if you're benching 10 pounds or, 
or 150 pounds or 450 pounds. Or the broomstick in your corner, you know. Yeah, it's always a good time to uh, reach out and get some help, especially early because now you're not getting a bunch of bad habits, which creep in. And I tell you, pain in the ass to, uh, you know, and it sucks having to tell someone they got to take a huge step back. But sometimes that's how it is. I'm working with some people right now. I know they're going to have to easily take like 30 pounds off what they're lifting in a regular session because either they're doing touch-and-go stuff or whatever the case may be. They have a lot to work on, and they're going to have to drop weight to work on it. And no one wants to hear that. No one wants to really go through that. But that's just how it is. Um, it's going to benefit you in the end. But it's good that you're on the right track now, receiving coaching. Uh, you know, We have a three-week opportunity out right now. We're offering free coaching for three weeks. Encourage everyone, don't care what you're lifting, jump on it. You know, I don't care if you're three weeks out from a meet. You know, we can work around that having to pass, uh, but you got to get on the opportunity now. Don't wait, all right? Don't wait on things. Um, have you attended any, like, clinics in the past? You ever been to a Perform Better or nothing like that? Never Perform Better. Those are great. Really the ones that gag. You have to see uh, yeah, a lot the of great back half of came uh, down, Ray man. Ray come down. That was real good. Yeah, Ray Ray. Um yeah, meeting great lifters like that, um, real humbling experience. They're all really cool. Uh, I've never met anyone that was just a total dick yet. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few out there, but uh, Ray Ray was awesome. And, you know, the funny thing about Ray Ray, um, I showed him, <clears throat> and that was a huge thing with those those Godzilla bands they made for him. Oh, all, yeah. that, all the tractioning he does with the hips hanging upside down. I showed him that. <laughs> I showed him. He didn't know. Uh, so he, we were doing. He, he was uh, trying to squat like the world record that he set that day, and he was out in Pennsylvania, you know, getting driven around by the beard maestros and whatnot. Yeah, getting fresh cut. So I can only imagine how tired and tight he must have been, or whatever the case may be, from driving all that time. And uh, he wanted to learn some things for the warm up because I, I stretched him when he came in on that Friday, um, FST stuff, and. Um, so he was asking me about what he could do for the warm-up. And, you know, I suggested just hanging off the, the bands. He had some low back stuff going on. That usually feels really good. And I tell you, that was a struggle, just trying to get him on the bands because we needed at least, like, three Onyx black bands. And you know how thick those things are. We needed three of those suckers to even kind of hold them up a little bit because he's, like, 400 pounds. And... uh so we did three bands. I think he put it on social media, whatever. He started doing it regularly because he loved it so much. Um, and then, lo and behold, now they go. They make a Godzilla band to fit a dude like Ray Ray. <laughs> so now we got Godzilla bands out. It's like a whole big thing. But I showed him. I showed him how to do the bands, the traction. Um, Ray Ray was fun. Stan Efferton came down. He was great to learn from. He's very, um, he's very motivational. He's just one of those guys, he could tell you, you know, the world's flat, and you just kind of believe him. So convincing. You know what I mean? Yep. He's just got that way about him. You know, I, if he uh, wanted, he, he could just take over the world with what the hell he says. He's just, he sounds educated. So, it's, it's, I'm in. It's honestly, it's the pacing <laughs> of how he talks. Everything's it's, it's like gotta be equally spaced it. apart. It's all very delivered with confidence, you know got to be something to it yeah that's that's true everything he says he says with uh, a lot of conviction behind him um so you just believe whatever the hell he says you know but i'm sure you know his whole thing with the vertical diet right now is you know working for a lot of people 
Um, but he's just a great salesman. You know, he's got the certifications for that now. A little crazy. It's a little crazy all the stuff he's got going on, but you know, he's just good. He's just good. Um, he was great. I learned a lot from him. Vinny DiZenzo, of course, being a bencher, learned a lot from him as well. Um, and it's just reassuring, like, things that I was doing well. That's the thing, too. I know a lot of people don't want to attend clinics because they're almost afraid that they're going to be told they're wrong or doing something wrong. And, you know, a lot of times it's just good for reassurance that you're doing something right. Like, if you got three people now backing the types of stuff you're doing, you know, that gives you a lot of uh, you know, confidence in what you're doing. And then you can display that on other people. You got all these strong lifters back in what you're doing. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I know if I ever came out with something crazy and I didn't have anything behind it, you know, reasons behind it, and you can't really touch on the subject confidently. But when, you know, you've been to all these seminars and people say you're doing stuff great, you know, that's when, uh, you know, you start speaking with confidence on the on the subject matter. And, you know, it's been, especially people always asking me where I got all my knowledge from on the bench press. It's all people like that and just constant reassurance over the years that this is all like, the best lifters are doing. I encourage everyone, check out the article I did. I actually hit number one on Elite FTS. It was my first number one article. I mean, last summer, it was a June article, and um, I went out and I interviewed um, and messaged all, like, some real top lifters on tips for the bench press. And uh, that was a great article. They all had a lot of good feedback and input that you can apply right away. Guys like Blaine Sumner, Jen Thompson, uh, Greg Panora. You know, I reached out to a bunch of guys. Jeremy Hornshow is the world record holder. Um, they all had great stuff that I included in the article. So definitely something to check out. If you go to bigbenches.com on that banner, head banner, you'll see right on the homepage, Elite FTS featured in. You click on that, it brings up all the articles. Uh, I think it was Bench Pressing Secrets of the Pros. Uh, podcasts, another amazing opportunity to learn. You were just talking about how you love long podcasts. I, I love long today. podcasts. The longer the better, because I just have blocks of time where I need to fill with something. Podcasts are awesome. I mean, you guys are listening to a podcast right now, and hopefully you're learning something. You know, we're not <laughs> hopefully you get some takeaways. Um, what's some of your favorite? I'm bringing up my podcast addict right I'm now. I'm opening it up right now. I will just... Podcast addict's my go-to. Do you have an app thing? No, you, on the iPhone, speaking? it's just podcast. Oh, it's nice and easy. I see. I don't have that. I, I'm, I'm going to keep it to a lifting-related podcast because I listen to a lot, whole lot of things. got some history stuff, got some politics, got some... Yeah, a wide range of subjects. Just a wide range, I, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's I'm see. I'm looking at mine, too. You got the Jug Life. It's a real good one. Okay, I got that. That's a great one. A lot of good content. And I, I learned about beer on there. <laughs> Anything with beer, if you add beer to your podcast, I'm in. I have uh, the Joe Rogan Experience. <coughs> I got that. It, it's a good mix of like entertainment, education. You yeah, know. and you said they just got on uh, Diamond DD Dow's page. DDP, yeah. And, you know, if you guys know anything about me, I'm big on the DDP yoga. Um, I got to get back on that regularly. I got uh, Mark Bell's Power Project. Yep, I got that. That changed over. Uh, yep. I think one earlier this year or before that. Um, what was it before? It's the It was the Powercast, uh, Powercast yep. Yeah, and he switched over to do it. But he's he's got great interviews here. I was listening to the Stone Cold one, i got to say. And the Half-Door Bornshin, that was great. I don't know if you remember Iron Radio from way back when. 
Iron Raiden. Yeah, yeah, that's one I don't have right now. I don't, I don't have I it anymore to. either. But uh, I listened to that regularly. That was great. It was a bodybuilder slash nutritionist, mm-hmm. double dietitian. It was a uh, to feel like a strongman, and mm-hmm. then a powerlifter. Mm-hmm. They were all together. You know, got training insight. They were all coaches. Got. That was huge. That was yeah, and it was a shorter podcast. Yeah, and it was all super applicable stuff. They were like at most an hour long, just stuff you could take into yeah, your training even. right away. <clears throat> yeah, it was all applicable stuff that you could use right away, which made it great because there's a, no better podcast for just use. You know what I'm saying? Just information you can start using now. I have a I have movie you unfiltered. What's that? That's a good one. It's uh. Injury prevention, um, just movement and everything. They're real mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. One's a chiropractor, and one's, I think, a PT. Okay. Could be wrong, but, you know. Squat University, physical therapist, Dr. Aaron Horshik. Okay. Real good. Um, have Gags podcast, because, you know, mm-hmm. it's always around yeah, you always work on that, too. Yep. He's got some good stuff in there. He's got some real good interviews on there. Mm-hmm. And then I have uh, Mind Pump. It's what raw it? fitness truth. There are yeah. uh, three personal trainers out of California. I feel like uh, having a good uh, kind of PT podcast too like that you mentioned is always something good because it's a lot of things. Uh, you know, and that's out of my scope. So usually when – because I see all the time um, I have lifters who have some real funky shit going on sometimes. And, yeah, it's uh, just, you know. Like the bar's coming down at weird angles and everything is offset or, weird. Or even someone's like walking up <clears throat> to the squat rack weird. You know, like get yeah, one leg like, like – Toed out, you know, like they're shifting in. all the way to one leg, yeah, something crazy. Yeah. And um, you know, while I can offer some <clears throat> some feedback, I think a lot of it is just unique body tightness. I know, <clears throat> especially <clears throat> got something in my throat here. <laughs> especially, you know, like my setup on the bench. You see, my left foot always comes way back further than my right. But um, I can tell how offset I am, uh, you know, versus tightness on my left side, and I'm always leaning to my left. Um, there's just things we go through throughout the day that uh, put us kind of offset on each side. And, you know, the older you are, too, you've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. And, you're you're uh, cementing in the tightness. Yeah, you're just developing it if you're not working on it. So, um, you know, that's a little out of my realm. So I just offer what I can. And then I say you really got to see or you should see your PT about, you know, some things that you could do to, to make a solution for this. Because I'm not really the one to offer that solution. And you know, I can offer some feedback, but that's their job. Um, that's right up their alley. So that's something. you got to have a team of people behind you as a lifter. You know, your coach is one thing, your, your lifting coach. But then having someone that's going to work with mobility with you, make sure you're moving right, you're not dysfunctional, that's very important. Um, you know, nutritionists would be great, too. That's a little out of my realm, too. I can offer some, some feedback, but actually getting help with a nutritionist is prime. Someone that just does that, just deals yeah. in that. You know, more specific you can get with your help, the better, because they specialize in it. Getting to listen to specialists in their field, like, just helps you broaden your own mind, you know. Just yeah, everyone's more. got that little niche. Yeah. You know, mine happens to be bench pressing. That's, you know, I'm going to freaking dominate you on the bench press. You know what I mean? I'm going to make sure you're looking good. Um, so on that's bench. Yeah, every everyone got their little niches. You need a team. You need a team, guys. Um, some of the things I get, Joe DeFranco's. Oh, how did I forget Joe DeFranco? I don't know how you forgot him. Oh, man. I love that. Kabuki Strength is a good one. I uh, actually got to follow uh, Kyle Hunt. I don't know you know, how well-known he is now in powerless circles or whatnot. People listen to this. But I followed him from a very early uh, age, very early on. 
Uh, he was actually, if you ever seen Nick Wright bodybuilding on uh, YouTube, you know, one of the first YouTubers, Kyle Hunt, was working with him and getting him ready for the show. Oh, and, shit. You know what I just realized? What? I have a Nick Wright bodybuilding uh, sweatshirt. That used to be my PR oh, yeah, sweater. back in the day, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the first YouTubers out there. Maybe that's why um, I haven't hit the squat PR in that, like two years. I remember I got pumped up, started the channel after that. Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Absolute Strength Podcast, he has some really good stuff. Look at right here, his last one. Um, USAPL, Coaching Chairman Matt Gary. Um, so, you know, he's got some really good stuff on here. There's and, some girl out there that stole my hoodie right now. Yeah. Bringing back some memories of stole need my hoodie. You that back. Shit. Uh, so check that one out. Um, got the bench cast, of course. Rarely listen to that though, because I'm doing it. <laughs> and um, a lot of just so I have a Steve Austin show. Everyone needs a Steve Austin show because um, he's he's the freaking man. I mean, there's no one better. He is the all-time goat, Steve Austin. You know, so you got to get that one. Oh, um, I got to throw in the Jocko podcast before I forget. That's a real good one. Yeah, uh, you know Tim Ferriss course yeah we're getting a little out of the strength one for some of these i got a lot of business too um business ones are great like the online fitness business podcast with some jordan side pat Phelan started strength coach podcast mike boyle that's a good one guys especially if you're in like um into strength conditioning and just working with athletes in general that's a good one um so definitely check that out but podcasts great way to expand your knowledge base because what the hell are you doing when you're driving Hey, you're listening to music. Just jam it out, but, you know. I mean, it could be an opportunity to learn. Um, you know, I, I like playing music for, for certain times. You know, sometimes I just want to listen to some jams and just oh, kind yeah, of tune course, my yeah. mind out. But majority of the time, if I'm traveling somewhere in specific, you know, I want to try to uh, further myself, especially as a lifter, as a coach, uh, as a business person. I want to make sure that I'm constantly progressing. Podcasts are a great way to do it passively. You know, it doesn't require too much. You, you don't have, have to, to watch anything. Watch. Yeah, you just listen. Uh, it's like an audio book. You don't got to sit there with a mm -hmm. book. You just can listen to whatever and you're doing. You do it when you're in like house shit done too. You know, you get to yeah, clean the absolutely. gutters, you got to mow the lawn. Throw a podcast. Yeah, so on. that's your challenge this week, guys. Find the opportunity. You can sit down, and get some podcasts. To time listen in. more of the bench cast. Yeah, listen to the bench cast. <laughs> so you know you can. Um, I'm sure you can find times when you, it's just dead time. You're trying to clean or something. And you could throw on a podcast and just do so. And then challenge yourself to add a little bit each week. And there you go. You're learning as you go throughout your day. Uh, so that's an amazing opportunity there. Books. We're talking about books. Uh, something that... Before you go into books you use now, what was the first book in, into your whole fitness career? Um, well, probably what got me into lifting... Um, was Arnie's uh, Encyclopedia of Modern Body? Because I was going to say that was my first book, Arnold's Encyclopedia. That's I feel really, like it's everybody's. It's everybody's. Everybody's. I mean, that doesn't change. I think that book's done more for getting people into lifting than any, <laughs> anything. I mean, that's the book you start with because it's Arnie. Um, that's the book that got me to like 100 pull ups in a workout. That was just. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I worked at Barnes and Noble at the time. I went got that book. I know my dad had it, the first one, the original. And uh, so I got the, the the new one. It was like a revised yeah, edition. Yeah, the revision. Yep. Um, the silver one. And uh, that book, I read through it while I was at break at work, and um, that just pumped me up. I prepped all my meals, started getting into lifting big time, and uh, that's kind of where I started with that. Got into the lifting, started getting into the coaching, the natural progression there. Um, but, yeah, that's I think that's everyone's. 
gotta read that guy. You, you don't have that. that's that's just one of those books like you you're not you're not a lifter or anything if you don't have it. Yeah. You just everyone has that book. And if you don't, you are missing out. I mean there's something in it that for everyone. I remember uh the original book had some really crazy shit in it. It did. Like it had shit about cocaine for pre workout and just like those guys were freaking nuts, you know? They're just getting it done. It's absolutely well. Yeah, that's back in the day for you. Everyone now is soft. But <laughs> got um tell you, Brian Thompson, he uh was the strength conditioning coach well he is still strength conditioning coach at Springfield College. And um I remember it was a I think it was a perform better seminar. Um forget where it might have been a hammer strength clinic. Those are great too guys. You go online, go to hammer strength. You know, like who makes the manufactures those machines there that we all love. Um, they have some great clinics too with some really good strength coaches. I don't know, like the head strength coach of the Buffalo Bills was presenting at one time. Um, and it's just really cool info to see what they do. And those are really fun to get to. That was a good one. But Brian Thompson presented that one. And then I spent some time too with the team, like I said, uh, at the football team. And. He said at his seminar there how you know how continued education is always so important, and we all know you kind of die inside when you stop learning and progressing forward, uh, getting stagnant. We don't want that. But he would read 50 books a year. Now, that is a bitch. That is not the easiest thing to do if you're not accustomed to reading. Uh, you might want to start with a smaller goal. Got to write that in my challenge folder right now. I was like, because the way he explained it, he was just amped about it, so I was like all in. And I, I read 30 books. I got to, like, 30 books. Um, I was really booking it. I, I spent more money on books that, that first part of the year than I have ever spent. Um, but I, I learned a good amount. I never did so much reading. I, that forced me to start reading because that, that, that pace puts you at about a book a week. Right about. And some are bigger than others, so you get some done earlier. Some take longer. Um, Some are more entertaining, so you just breeze right through. Yeah, so, I mean, if you got a long book, that forced you to read because you were like, shit, I got like a week with this book. Um, it was a good challenge. I really liked that one. I think it would be optimal to start with something a little less. I'd probably do like a 30 in a year type deal. But uh, that got me <clears throat> reading a lot. That's where all my books come from now, I really, from that challenge. I bought so many books from that. I mean, if you're not even into reading now, just keep reading 12 a year. That's one a month, you yeah. know? And um, what's that? There's an uh, app or something that has audiobooks or something like that? What's oh, that? yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, obviously, everybody knows about Audible. I and, don't uh, know about Audible. Oh, Audible's, uh, I wish I was sponsored. Cause give me the whole spiel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just audiobooks or something? It's an audiobook service, yeah. You get one a month, and um, you get to swap them out. It's real good. They have a huge library. Yeah. But uh, if you're in the United States, you have access to a public library. You could check because a lot of them have online audiobook um, sources or even just oh, online neat. ebook sources. So yeah, that's so really that's good. something that's like podcast for books. Yeah, and you so know, who's reading the library? those things? Is it not, it's not the author. Right? Sometimes, it, kind of sometimes it is the author. I know the uh, the Jordan Peterson books. It's Jordan Peterson actually uh, reading. But um, majority of times, it's kind of like some guy they have. It depends, honestly. Are they good though? Or are they boring? Like, all, does the guy read it good? It's all individual, you know. It's like some authors are like, oh man, I'm get. so engaged. I got gotcha. you. They even have um, a thing where if you listen to it and you read it, it syncs up to your Kindle. And so like wherever you finish listening to it, it's like there on the page. That's the thing with a book is 
you know, if you're just reading a book for fun, it's like you can, in your mind, create the, you know, the, the story, the, the everyone's faces. You can, you could create everything in your mind. So it works that creative side of you. Like Harry Potter, like I had a whole different vision for Harry Potter before I saw the people. And then after I saw the movie, I just started visualizing like Big Hagrid, how he was in the movie. <laughs> you know, you get oh. that picture put in your brain. But um, I had so many mispronunciations from that book. Harry Potter? Yeah. I got none of the names right. Well, is you right or are they right? You know? I, I mean, they're probably right, but... You, got, you might be right. I might Who be knows? right. Who's to tell you? <laughs> but that's also the thing, too, with books, is you read it in the voice you want to read it, too. Um, and then when you're listening to it, you get stuck with a dude. Yeah, you get stuck um, with that voice. And how you present is really important, or else you, it's kind of boring. You know what I mean? got to have some passion behind it. Uh, magazines, always great. There was uh, there was some good was some powerlifting realm. Power magazine, I think, is is the only one now. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. Uh, I know back in the day it used to be powerlifting USA. I actually bought back copies of that. That was a badass magazine. That was like that was it tells you your rankings. That was your rankings back in the day. Everyone was trying to be on powerlifting USA. I wish they had something like that. That's awesome. That was really awesome. I read some back issues. There was some good content. Um, there was, this guy came out with one that did not last long. Uh, it was actually Barnes and Noble for a while. I was really amped about it. But, remember what it was called? Um, I can't remember. Um, I, but, I feel like magazines got replaced by like blogs now. Yeah, I feel like man, now it's just like go to blogs, kind of like redo. Yeah, them. working at Barnes and Noble for the for the while, I did. Um, I just kind of had an appreciation for like the hard copy stuff. So I was around them all day. Um, but yeah, everything's online now. And uh, that, I guess that kind of brings up what I wanted to bring up is in blogs, um, blogs, articles, all that. Like Elite FTS I write for, um, they they share a lot of great stuff. It's like on the daily. You go on there, go to their articles, new articles. Um, really great stuff from a lot of good perspectives. And that kind of, you, like you said, replaces magazines. That's daily reading content. I mean, you can start your day with an article. Yep. You know, so... And, and that's just one web, uh, website. You could find a lot of different websites, a lot of good blogs. You know, we have a blog on ours, uh, bigbenches.com, the bench blog. And it's just kind of a little recap of some of the videos we post out. So it's mostly like watching content. But uh, definitely sometimes post uh, some articles just for that. Um, and uh, you can really find blogs anywhere online. Um, there's a lot of good little websites if you just do some searching that you can get to pop up. And, you know, content's everywhere. Yep. Everything's online. So that's really the place to search. If you have a question, Google it. You know, you're going to get a lot of different stuff that pops up. The tough thing with that is there is so much content. It's like, who do you listen yeah, to? Yeah, you got to know, like, where to look, you know? and that's part of the problem, you know? Yeah, there's some people out there that are just kind of nutty. <laughs> Listen, there, there are some people out there who just uh, you just look at their trading. It's like how how do you live? Like, yeah, how do you... but I mean you don't know what you're getting into um, with that too. So that's what's tough about it. But the other thing that's nice is there's just so much information that we never had before. Um, but it could be tough either way. I think it's definitely more of a plus than anything. Um, <clears throat> videos, video content, watching videos on YouTube. That I've learned uh, a ton from, and one video in specific just kind of comes to mind. Um, I used to 
for a training session, I'd sit down and watch an hour of Elite FTS if I could. You know, whatever. I, what, I was watching everything. And uh, there was one video where they had Casey Williams come in and uh, Dave Tate and this guy was, like, coaching them through the bench press. And just the stuff they were talking about there, I was taking away and starting to apply to info to my training. And um, that that one alone really kind of helped me break out of a plateau. It took me out of my toes back stance, put me in a wide stance with feet flat, which, you know, nowadays I still continue to preach. Um, and it's just like the world of difference that stuff made for me at the time from watching that particular video. Um and I remember, I was like, all right, this is like a 30-minute video. I don't really want to watch this. You know, who has 30 minutes? But I remember I took the time, I watched the video, and nothing was more profound. And I don't know if I would have made those changes if I didn't see those videos. I mean, over time, I'm sure, but that particular video really kick-started a lot for me um, regarding the bench and just some, some principles now I teach still. Um, but videos are, are really awesome ways to learn and you know our youtube is loaded with like two plus years of bench only content like you can't get more specific for the bench i we're, we're really unique in a way the niche has taken over in terms of every single thing i'm putting out is really bench press related in terms of technical videos and uh yeah i don't think you're gonna find any other sites that are just that focused on a singular lift you know there's a lot of uh, YouTubes that are going to go over powerlifting stuff, personal training stuff, you know, getting fit. But the way, if you go to our YouTube, you know you're getting some bench content, uh, maybe some things on how to become a better lifter, training overall. Uh, but you're getting bench content and you're getting a lot of it. And literally, you can search any specific thing on the bench and you're going to find a shit ton of videos on it. But if you search leg drive, big benches, you're going to get a whole laundry list, probably like a page and a half, just a ton of just different bench videos on the subject. Um, it's only going to continue to grow, but that's where you got to go, guys. If you have trouble with your bench, you know where, you, you know where you're at. You go to our YouTube. <laughs> I remember one video in particular, um, watching Richard Hawthorne teach like, his deadlift technique. You don't know who he is. He's like, what is he, like 123, you know, somewhere in there. Deadlift's above 600. Yeah. Just absolutely ridiculous. Call him the ant. Yeah. And his his cue yeah, that finally like, the clicked was the uh, you had to leg press the ground away on deadlift. Yeah, that was just I'm, at that point I never heard it before. That was the first time I heard it. It just clicked instantly. I'm yeah, plateau. it just shows you how any you just gotta think of things differently. People need to um, find different ways for it to click in. I, I I'll always explain if someone doesn't pick up on something I say right away, I'm never gonna say it the same way. I'm gonna try to play something out in my mind that's going to make it sound different. It's the same exact thing. It's just I'm going to say it in a different way. And oftentimes it's probably going to be pretty weird. But who the hell knows? It's not what connects with you. It's what connects with them. Whatever sticks, sticks. So you got to think of just different ways to explain stuff. Um, and it can just be like an outrageous cue and people just kind of get it. I don't know. just takes a while. I know last I mean, night. Eddie Cohen, open your taint, spread your taint. Change the game. You know, change the game. Uh, last night, I was, um, you know, we talk about upper back tightness lately and how important that is to the bench press. And uh, I was working with a lady last night at the gym, and she, uh, you know, it's something that I've kind of been expressing to people, but uh, I was just kind of telling her, I tapped her shoulder blade. I was just like, drive this down towards your hip, 
when you're benching, and then shit, the whole game changed. Um, so it's just little things like that. And even if you said it once and they didn't quite understand me and hear you right, I don't know, do it again next time later on, and the shit changes. So cues are funny like that. Uh, video products. That's a that's a big one. I mean, that's just kind of uh, something you have to invest in. So it's not a free video. And usually, things you have to invest in are going to be very packed with uh, with knowledge. Um, I, I, I for a reason. Two of them off the top of my head right now, like specifically the, the Big Benches Seminar DVD. Yeah, it was a good touch on that. That, that one's great. That was real good. And then um, Omar Isov did the Lifting Lyceum with Greg Knuckles, mm-hmm. and they broke down the squat, they broke down the bench, they broke the deadlifts, like a three and a half hour thing. On all three of them, that was a that was an investment that was really good. Yeah, listen, guys, don't be cheap. Investing money in something usually it's for a good reason. You know, free content is what it is, and it's very valuable. But there's a reason. There's a price tag associated with something um, of that. I wouldn't put out something real shitty and just put a price tag on it. You know, if I'm gonna put something out that you have to invest time, money in, um, I'm gonna make sure it's of the top quality. And even sometimes, it's it's not that it's anything different from what you're getting. It's just everything's organized in a way you can understand yeah. and actually get to in, like, five minutes. Yeah, because otherwise, with, like, free stuff, uh, you know, there's, like, a thought process to it and whatnot, but... You're searching if, everywhere for it, and you have to, like, whittle down, like, what is actual real. Yeah, it's usually is, a short clip. Yeah, and then what actually works for me specifically. So. Yeah. And if you invest in something, uh, usually is a well-thought-out process you know you're not just gonna sit down and be like hey we're throwing this out for four bucks yep you know there's something behind it that makes it worth it um so definitely invest in things it's it's worth it guys uh i remember i invested in something uh juggernauts uh it was one of the sorenex seminars and guys listen how much do you pay to go to that seminar how much do you pay to like go to our bench clinics you know, uh, the one coming up in Texas is a hundred dollar ticket, right? Um, you know, how much you pay to, to go to uh, some of these big things? If it's ever offered for cheaper, while you're not gonna have like hands-on practical experience, you're getting like a major discount for those things. You know what I mean? So take advantage of that. You know, the one, while you're not getting hands-on, like I said, which is extremely valuable in itself, that, our clinic video, which retails now 25, uh, that's, you're in there. That was a great job. Like, you have front row seat. You have more than front row seat. You have in-your-face <laughs> seating. You know what I mean? So you are there in the clinic. The whole thing's filmed, organized well. Um, so you're getting the whole thing, $25. All right, how can you beat that? You got, you're in. You're in, that's your ticket. Just watch and learn. All right? Um, and then a lot of things, you break it down, continue your education. You take a class one at a local college, right? It's going to at least cost a grand on the cheapest side. But on one of these seminars, you know, a lot of them are going to be way under that. You know, even on the high end, they're usually, what, like one, two grand, you know? Yeah. Like a whole week, two weeks thing, you know? Yeah. But Absolutely. you go for like a, an afternoon, a day, you know, a hundred bucks, that's real that's, cheap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, school, you know, don't get me started on my <laughs> school and experience, but um, while it was valuable, uh, I think there's a lot of different ways out there to learn in a more effective manner. I mean, some 
the, the school, I think, is very backdated uh, for the most part. I think a lot of the concepts are slow to pick up on. Depends on your professor, really. But a lot of older professors, as they continue to get old, they don't quite keep up with they the current stuff. They don't update their... Uh, now they yep. make you buy their textbooks, which are like 20-something years old. Um, don't get me started on textbooks. You know what? Instead of buying any textbook, go to a seminar. Jesus yeah, Christ. I, I, don't, I don't want to get into the whole, because I can go on a tangent. But I can go on about, like, um, talking about free shit. I think the best thing out of school is uh, the connections you make. I mean, it's good to have those connections with your professors and the students in the class. But uh, other than that, I mean, there's a lot of ways to learn more specific, I think. Man, those books uh, piss me off. Especially as a lifter. I mean, I don't know any classes that are centered around powerlifting, coaching, or learning to lift, so. Um, yeah, that I don't. I don't even want to touch on that. That's a whole thing that I could go on. To yeah, that's about. a whole. That, we'll, we'll be that's a whole podcast in itself. Yep. Uh, so your video products super huge. Attending seminars. Don't be afraid to pay the money to go to these seminars, guys. I mean, you're gonna get the hands-on um, practical knowledge. And like I said, don't be afraid of, of being critiqued. It's usually for the better. Um, and hey, if you try something that doesn't necessarily work out for you. You don't have to do it. You know, you are your own lifter. Um, but give these things a shot. Uh, take the feedback they're giving you and, and learn from everywhere. I mean, it's, it's an opportunity to learn. I rarely are you ever going to invest in something and not take away a little piece, even a book. I mean, there's always something to take away from a book. You know what I'm saying? We talked about that uh, not too long ago. You know, I just bought this book that was the most stupid-looking thing I've ever seen. But... I want it because we're writing a book. I'm writing it, uh, Big Bench's book, hopefully coming out in the early next year. Uh, I'm working on that, and I kind of want to see what was out there on Amazon. So I invested in this little like $10 book. It was kind of a piece of crap, but <laughs> yeah, there's not too much to learn there. But I did at least learn like how this guy is kind of marketing his book and, and just some little things like that. There's always something to take away from anything. Um, there's always that one nugget. That's really, really important. Um, is there anything to add? Anything we, we didn't really cover? I think we got, we got a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think mean, you guys from listening to this got a lot of different resources. Some good podcast books. Um, what are some books that you really like? Uh, well, right now, I'm like... Uh, in the, terms uh, of lifting. What is it in terms of any lifting books? I mean, like, the mobility space. Most, you know, okay, just try mobility. to, like... Because that helps you. You, you yeah. find good information from those helps you like get out of pain you know actually be able to like lift and stay healthy so the supple leopard's huge i think yeah, that, that's, that's a, a huge one. resource i've actually i had that book too um and that was that was really big and it tells you that's how i learned how to get into like a good neutral position yep is from like that race neutral yeah um very valuable i think that's the honestly my biggest recommendation now would be that one yeah yeah i mean uh i i like um Josh Bryant's book, because Josh Bryant, he's still, like, the bench press guy, too, in my opinion. He, he's coached a lot of great guys, Jeremy Hornstra. Um, so I really respect Josh Bryant, and I imply some of his practices, too, um, with my lifters. And his book on benching is one of the best out there, too. Um, I think the best pre uh, bench press handbook or the practical something for bench pressing, uh, whatever it is, that, that was something that, that really as long as you got the author right. to me, yeah, that that uh, that's kind of like part of my niche thing and something I enjoy reading because it's really practical to what I do, and I've taken a lot away from that and applied it, um, which is a sign of a good book when you can take stuff away and start applying it immediately to get results. Um, 
that's how you know you have your hands on a good book. But those those are two right there that you can check out. Uh, if you want to get your bench press up, Josh Bryan's bench press book. You're not going to miss it. So there's only a few on Amazon, really. Um, and then Supple Leopard, Kelly Sturette. That's an awesome one as well. Uh, so, and I was going to leave you guys with uh, a message to stay hungry, all right, and never settle for not learning, all right, because it's very easy to start stagnating, and I catch myself sometimes when I'm not continuing, like, educating myself on a daily basis, I feel stagnant, you know what I mean? I got to constantly learn. We always got to constantly learn something. Uh, if we're not constantly learning, we're just remaining the same, and you get a shitty feeling about yourself, you know what I'm saying? You got to learn something every day. Aim to learn one thing per day. Um, it doesn't have to be lifting related all the time, but seek to at least learn something. Know what I learned the other day? I was going to bed. All these bugs were making noise outside. Yeah. Kind of like we're hearing now. It was loud ass bug noises. And I thought for the longest time that the bugs, they make those noise from rubbing their legs together. And I don't know if I'm the only one, but I, I looked it up on Google. Yep. And it's actually their wings. And actually, on Google, it said, like, most people think that the bugs are rubbing their legs. Oh, so shit. I guess it's kind of, like, passed down. Like, all the bugs are just rubbing their legs together. But I learned that the bugs are actually rubbing their wings together. And I felt damn good about myself. And I slept good that night. <laughs> so, there you go to show you. I learned something. Remember the game Tag? Yep. Stands for touch and go. Touch and go. Yeah. That is deep. Yeah. <laughs> we learned something today. You guys have just been educated. Thanks for listening to the Benchcast. You know where to find Elvis small, at Small Arm, Leg Strong. And you can follow us at Big Benches. Subscribe to the YouTube, Big Benches. Check out the website. You know, it's interesting. I'm actually going through a little bit of a website renovation. Don't want to give too much away. But I'm, I'm renovating things a little bit. I'm going to change up a lot of um, what we're doing. And I think you guys are really going to like it. Uh, much more commerce based so you're going to be able to search our store very efficiently um, go from like different searchable categories and you know it's really going to help us um, show you showcase you all our great products uh, and um, you know, it's going to be very simple to maneuver and access and the mobile site is going to be prime you know, anytime I make changes like that, I make sure it's for the best. But I'm really amped about that, guys, so keep a lookout. It's going to take me a little while, um, but, you know, that's going to be something coming out, and I'm really amped about it. Not to give too much away. It's not a spoiler or nothing, but in the works. Uh, and the bench press book, I'm really amped about that. In the works. Don't want to give anything away. No spoilers. No spoilers today. No spoilers. All right, guys. Appreciate you listening. Go on iTunes. Leave a five-star review. I know most of you won't, but those who do, uh, very much appreciated. Um, and then let me know you do. You know, it's, That means a lot to me, guys. And if you could go just drop a comment about how the podcast helped you in any way, whatever the case may be, it's always very much appreciated. All right, Coach Ben, Small Arm Lake Strong, and you've been listening to... The bench game.